Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inu wa nasta'firuhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'uzu billahi min shuri anfasina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdi Allah falamudallahu wa man yudlilahu falahadiyalahu wa nashadu la ilaha illallah wa dahu la sharika lahu wa nashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluhu arsalahu bashiran wa naziran bayna yadayas sa'a من يطيع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واحتذى ومن يعصهما فإنه قد غوى وإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا إن خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحديث محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وإن خير الأمور أوازمها وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة دلالة وكل دلالة في النار that they wanted to do a business in which they could sell pork. Um, and they were justifying the action, saying that the uh, selling of the pork is not uh, prohibited in the Quran, it's only in the Sunnah. And since there's uh, not so much authenticity of the Sunnah, it's okay to violate that injunction from the Hadith. When I heard this, Obviously, you go through this uh, cycle of denial and then anger and whatnot, but all, when you're done with all those cycles, you come down to that there is a, big, a lack of basic understanding sometimes that we have, like how the, which is the authority of Sunnah, how important it is for us to obey and submit to the commands of Rasulullah and why are people doing these things. So there are two parts to this discussion. One is the, the authority of Sunnah, what is uh, meant by uh, obeying Rasulullah and following his example. And the other one is the collection of ahadith and those, those topics. Uh, because that becomes the basis of what people use to justify their point of view. So inshallah this week we will discuss the authority of Sunnah and next time inshallah Allah uh, permits us uh, the next time meeting with you. So we'll discuss over the collection of hadith and the, the misconceptions that people have about the authenticity of the hadith and then the, the collection process of those things. So inshallah today we'll talk about the authority of sunnah. So the first question is what is sunnah? And we all heard about the sunnah, they say qawli, fa'li and taqriri, there are three types of sunnah. Qawli is the one, is the verbal, the Rasulullah said verbally. Fa'li is the action of Rasulullah and Taqriri is the one that he confirmed or uh, allowed certain actions in front of him. For example, he saw somebody doing something or saying something and he either 
verbally okayed it or he did not stop him. That's the third type of uh, hadith. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Imran, ayah number 164, لَقَدْ مُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ بَعَصَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ وَإِنْ كَانُوا مِنْ قَبْلُ It's a very important ayah that to understand the, the mission that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala entrusted the Rasulullah with. And the, the, the ayah starts with the, with the word laqad. Laqad is a word of emphasis. He is saying indeed. Obviously, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says something that's important, but when he actually is using the, the word like laqad, this means it's a, it's a very important thing. He's telling us that indeed Allah has conferred a great favor on the believers. And what is a great favor he's talking about? When he sent among them a messenger among themselves. So the Rasulullah was among the Meccan, among the Arab, the Quraysh, right? He spoke their language, he knew the customs, he was not somebody who's foreign. So you cannot tell him that he does not know our ways, our thought process, our, our history, our traditions. So that's the favor. And what was the duty of Rasulullah Some actually four distinct functions that he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala listed in this ayah. Number one is the yatlu alayhim ayatihi, that he was reciting the ayahs of Quran to the people. That's number one. Number two, kitab. He was teaching them the book, which book is the Quran. It's not only that he just gave them the, the, the Quran, that came from the Wahy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he was teaching them. He was teaching them. The, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it says, This means the wisdom, the divine wisdom that came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Rasulullah and he in, in, in turn taught the divine guidance to all of us. And what was the outcome of that? That, that all this action was there to purify us, the people. Otherwise, if the people are not pure, they would not be allowed to go into the Jannah. That's the significance of the, 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 the purification. So these are the four actions, uh, the four functions that Rasulullah was tasked with by Allah subhanahu wa And this ayah clearly lists all those four actions, uh, functions. So in when we look at this, and this, there are so many hadiths uh, in the Quran, uh, the ayahs from the Quran that actually I could not actually bring all of them because of the, the limitation time. So number one is that he is the authority in the way that the Allah, the holy book, the Quran is to be recited, number one. So he tells us how to recite the, the Quran. And he has the final word in the tafsir, or the interpretation of the Quran. Okay. When Rasulullah, there's hadith of Rasulullah that says, okay, this ayah needs to be interpreted this way then that is the way we have to take it. He is the final authority. He is the only source of the divine wisdom that all of us have access to. Because Rasulullah was taught by Allah subhanahu wa And the last one is that he is when interested with the practical training of the people to bring his teaching into practice. So you have a lot of ayahs in the Quran, how to put that into practice, that is what something that Allah subhanahu wa showed us through the teachings and the practices and the actions of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about uh, the Rasulullah sallallahu he actually uses two words about in, in conjunction with Rasulullah sallallahu One is ittiba and the other one is ita'a. 
The ita'ah means to obedience. It's an obligation on all the Muslimin to obey Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa it's, it's an, a must. And we're going to go through so many ayahs. And the second is the, the following, the example that he did, the actions he did. So when you look at the ita'ah, uh, which is the obedience, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ Surah Ibrahim number 32 saying say means declare obey Allah and the messenger but if, if they turn away then Allah does not like the disbelievers now this is a very powerful ayah because he's saying that the obedience of Allah is, is, is combined with the obedience of Rasulullah and anyone who turns away from it if somebody turns away from it he does not like the disbelievers. So anybody who disobeys the command of Rasulullah Allah Subhanahu does not like him. Allah Subhanahu that obey Allah and His Messenger, so that Allah Subhanahu may have mercy on us. And another ayah in Surah Nisa. Uh, uh, now this is a famous ayah that we have all heard about this thing. Allah subhanahu is saying, all who you believe, obey Allah and obey Rasul and the, uh, the people among you in authority who are implementing the Sharia, obviously, not the Kuffar. And it goes on, find If you find any item of discord or dispute between you and those people of authority, what should you do? They have to refer back to who? Allah and His Messenger. And if you are you believe in the Allah and the Day of Judgment. Another ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying that وَحْزَرُهُ Obey Allah and obey the Messenger and be aware. And in, in another uh, ayah in Surah Al-Fal فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَأَصْلِحُ ذَاتَ بَيْنِكُمْ وَأَتِيُوا اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ So fear Allah, this is talking about the fear اِتَّقُوا Fear Allah and set things right between you and obey Allah and His Messenger if you are believers. So the belief is conditioned on the obedience of Rasulullah and the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And another ayah, this is actually a great warning for all of us. Ya amanu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, those who you believe, obey Allah and His Messenger and do not make your deeds vain. If you do not obey Rasulullah your deeds will be in vain. It would be discarded as a wasted commodity. So, when, when we see that this is actually very important to all of us to understand that the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he talks about Allah, obeying Allah, he always follows it with the Ati'ul Rasul. Okay, so this means that the uh, uh, Obeying obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala follows and can only be accomplished by obe obeying and obedience of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And same way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is warning us about the disobedience as well. We just uh, there are so many ayahs, I cannot cover all of them, but just to give you the flavor of that. 
So the disobedience of, of, of uh, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu has been also very ch uh, chastised very uh, strongly in the Quran. And whoever disobeys Allah and his messenger and transgresses his limits, he shall admit him into fire where he shall remain forever. Now this is talking about the obedience, is the, the, the converse of the obedience, right? So anybody who disobeying Allah and his messenger, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, and he, he crosses his limits, means that, okay, well, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you some commands, or Rasulullah subhanahu wa gave you some commands, and if you do not obey them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that that person will be entered into the fire, and they will remain there forever. So, so this is uh, this is interesting. Uh, another interesting observation that whenever you you see the obedience of Allah, it always follows with the obedience of uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi We talked about it, but you will not find that obedience of Allah comes alone without specifying the obedience of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. You will not find any ayah in the Quran that says this word. However, you will find in Quran ayahs that Allah subhanahu wa taala asking us to obey Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam without asking us to obey Allah in that context. There's an ayah in Surah Nur, ayah number 56, and establish salah and pay zakat, and obey the Prophet وسلم, so that you may be blessed, okay? without obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you obey him, he's talking about the Rasulullah you shall find the right path. And another ayah in Surah An-Nisa, number 42, on that day, those who disbelieved and disobeyed the Rasul وسلم, will wish that the earth might be level with them. There is no obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I can mention here. The crux of the discussion is that the obedience of Allah cannot be carried out without obeying the Rasulullah So if somebody thinks that they can do without following the Sunnah, they are completely and utterly misguided. This is where we need to understand that. There's an ayah in the Quran, uh, 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 in Surah An-Najm, ayah number 3 and 4, that he does not speak, he talking about Rasulullah that he does not speak of his own desire. It's not coming from his, whatever he felt like. <coughs> when Rasulullah is talking, this is the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is only a revelation revealed. It's a wahi of Allah subhanahu wa Because if this is something that we understand that the Rasulullah was under the guidance, the strict guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So whatever he said, whatever he did, whatever he approved was under the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the divine guidance. And the second topic is the ittiba. <coughs> so this is means the, to follow Rasulullah Allah subhanahu wa says in Surah Al-Imran, ayah number 31, say if you love Allah, follow me. Talk about Rasulullah Follow Rasulullah And Allah will love you and forgive you your sins. <coughs> okay? So the love of Allah is also combined with the love of Rasulullah sallallahu and saying that only this is the way that your sins will be forgiven, you will get purified. There's another ayah in the Quran, لَقَدْ كَارَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ أُسْفَةٌ حَسَنًا لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرَةِ وَزَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is again using a word of emphasis, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولُ Indeed, surely, there's a good example for you in the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he is the uswa hasana, he is the best example for us to follow. Now, who is this best example? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is specifying. For those who hope to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who are looking forward to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not that you have to, because we all, all of us will have to. But there are some people who love and longing to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So those who hope to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the hereafter, and they remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abundantly. So those are the people they should and they must follow the example of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The reason is that it is not sufficient just to reveal the book and leave others to interpret and implement the way they feel like. It's also the Rasulullah was sent to teach us the Quran, how to recite it, how to interpret it, and how to implement it. Without his examples, without his sunnah, we would surely be in utterly uh, misguidance and in, in the uh, in the, uh, the the law. And with the two types of revelations, I just wanted to make sure that we understand that uh, there are two types of revelation. One is called Wahi al Matlu. This is the revelation that is being recited. Revelation. This is what we read in the Quran, right? And there's another revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Wahi that He actually sent to Rasulullah It's called Al Wahi Ghal Matlu. This means this is not the this is the unrecited revelation. This is the revelation that came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Rasulullah, but is not recorded in the Quran. And this is the guidance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually taught Rasulullah how to act and how to implement the uh, how to interpret the Quran and also how to impl uh, implement the Quran in the uh, in the life. With that, we hope and pray to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala uh, that He guide He give us a tawfiq to follow His guidance hundred um, percent, and that uh, He give us the istiqama um, on His Deen, not only to us but also our azwaj, our zuriyat. And may, may Allah subhanahu wa be among those people who follow his guidance completely. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.